According to the Book of Claus, Santa, Satan's only son, lost a bet and was forced to spread Christmas cheer. But now, all bets are off. Santa? Yes, there is a Santa Claus. Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. I'm Brian. And I'm Ron. This is our review of Santa's Sleigh, starring Bill Goldberg, Douglas Smith, Emily DeRaven, Robert Culp, Dave Thomas, Saul Rubinek, and in like a five-minute cameo, Rebecca Gayhart, Chris Catan, Fran Drescher, and freaking James Caan. <laughs> who apparently yeah. all owed someone a favor. Directed by David Steinman, who's never directed anything else because he pretty much works for Brett Ratner, one of the producers here. At least in 2005, no budget numbers. I can't imagine it made any money. <laughs> so it's it's holiday time, and you know we just finished the Twilight uh, series, and we thought, you know, we can't leave it on that. We have to finish 2014 with a... A thud. And so, Brian, <laughs> please be explaining to us while we're watching this Bill Goldberg joint called Santa Slay. Oh, I'd be happy to. So, oh gosh, two years ago now, Jay, you and I were trying to come up with some ideas of what we could do for a Christmassy movie that was not your typical, you know, elf or Christmas vacation or something like that. Something fun. And we looked at all sorts of you know, we were on a horror kick at the time and kind of still are, but um, we were looking at all sorts of different things like Christmas and a couple other things. And I found this on Amazon and said, we have to do it because it stars Bill Goldberg and that can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so we had it on the back burner for probably, probably two years. And I actually just bought the damn thing probably two months ago <laughs> and said, we got to do it now. Cause I own the thing. And only, so here we are. Only for me to find out a couple of days after you bought it that, hey, it's free on YouTube. That's all right. I didn't pay much. <laughs> yeah, well, Ron and I paid free. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, I think this is a good melding of where we've been really the last half of the year, if you, if you want to look at it. I mean, we've done a lot of action films. Ron, you've been in on a, on a chunk of that. And we've done a lot of horror films. Ron, you're on some of that. Brian, you're in on the big piece of that with the Halloween. So we just, it, you know, we decided... Well, we did the romantic horror dramedy, whatever that that is Twilight. We, we wanted to do something kind of fun to go out with a bang. So that here we are. At, we're at Santa Slay, and I had only seen just the basic rundown of the plot that you had sent me from Amazon when we were talking about doing this. And I said, you know, I, I agree with you with the idea that with Bill Goldberg and it can't be good. I just want to know how it was done and what they're going to do. And I went in. Like totally spoiler free. I had no idea what was going to happen. The only thing I had done ahead of time was read the cast list. And literally, when I read that, you know, the back five names from the cast, I was like, "How the hell did these people get roped into this?" <laughs> Before I learned, you know, how little of the movie there actually is. So, <laughs> right so, now, they Ron, all, they all owed Brett Ratner a favor. I, I want to know, man, like if that's the case or not, because it certainly seems that way. But uh, so now, Ron, you had any connection to Santa Slay? before we brought it to your table here? 
No, I had no connection to the movie. <laughs> I, I just have a visceral dislike of Bill Goldberg as a professional wrestler, and, <laughs> and, and also as a vomiting football player. <laughs> I think uh, oh, that might have to be explored over on the the uh, sister podcast, uh, Squared Circle Flashbacks, one day, Brian. So uh, <laughs> the vomiting football player part? <laughs> no, the uh, well, the vomiting wrestler. Yes, that too. <laughs> yeah. So. Should we do all one hundred and seventy some wins in a row? Oh, oh wait, no, there's no. not really that many. <laughs> we can we could just we do all fifteen. <laughs> we yeah. can just stick to the uh, the Monday Nitro in 1998 that was take that took place in Louisville that I attended. And booed him quite lustfully. Wow. There you yeah. Go. There you go. yeah, there we go. You learn something new every day around here. So, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, you know, Goldberg for me, I remember this was in a big wrestling watching phase of the Monday Night Wars for me. I I thought, ah, this is kind of neat. And then I, what, I, what I realized, of course, being the older member of the group of my friends that I was watching all this with was, guys, I've seen this before. Except the last time the guy ran out to rock and roll music and shook the ropes a lot. This is the ultimate <laughs> warrior just without the cool music. And and it's it's squash matches against a bunch of nobodies, and they're finally going to put him over by letting him beat Hogan. And doggone it if I wasn't right. So that's my whole connection to Bill Goldberg. I Take or leave him, don't really care. Um, either way about it. Yeah. It's not my thing. He also but, doesn't have the warrior's great hair. <laughs> this is true. So, and he made no money with Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Because they wasted it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, But beyond the wrestling stuff, I, him as an actor, I don't know that I've seen him in anything else. I know he's been in stuff, but the thing is, I've seen the lead girl here. Emily DeRaven is like a big TV star now. She was in Lost. She's on Once Upon a Time. I knew her from a couple of movies I've seen her in, and I've always kind of liked her. I thought she was kind of, you know, she's cute in sort of a, a different way and kind of that, I don't know, uh, Post alternative chick thing, but she, I, yeah, she's a she's a great like spunky female, uh, yeah. type, yeah. And Douglas Smith, I think, is, looks like you know someone that should have been on a sitcom or was on a sitcom, <laughs> and you know had the hot sister, and he was the dumb brother or something. I don't know if that's what he is at all, but that's just how he comes off. And I he think looks, he looks like he looks like uh, to me he looks like Ryder Strong from <laughs> uh, the friend from Boy Meets World. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking more of Ralph Macchio, but you know, uh, he's got a little bit of that too. Yeah, well, that works too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. So, but either way, I, you know, I knew those. I, of course, Robert Culp, Greatest American Hero, and a lot of other schlocky films. One of which is also uh, Christmas themed, Silent Night, Deadly Light Three. So, Toymaker. Yeah, which I know the Toymaker's five. So <laughs> I'm sad to know that I know that. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, he's he's the cop. Uh, as as is per the usual in his casting contracts, but uh, here he's almost the grandfather out of Terror Vision. Which, if either of you seen that, we could talk about it a little I, bit. I, I, in, in my notes, I mentioned, hey, they used the vault from Terror Vision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but let's get into it, boys. Before it gets any further, I guess we need to do a plot summary. So, <clears throat> I will not be singing this or rhyming it in any <laughs> uh, Christmassy way, but we'll just go with it here. So, it turns out that Santa Claus, you know the jolly old elf, kind-hearted gift giver we've all you know grown to know and love and cry in front of when we were children and seen drink a lot of Coca-Cola, is actually the son of Satan. 
All right. Because over a thousand years ago, while he was torturing elves and fishing with them, literally using them as bait, um, he lost a bet with an angel in a nice game of curling that he had to play nice for an entire millennium. And so he's remained true to his word, spread a lot of Christmas cheer, but now he's ready to take his revenge. And he starts killing folks almost at random in and around a little place called Hell's Township. Local townie Nicholas Yulson, who lives with his great crazy grandpa, learns the true story of Santa and sees the jolly old elf's handiwork in the form of his murdered Jewish boss. The cops try to pin the crime on Nicholas, but his girl-slash-friend, Mary Mac Mac McKenzie, uh, bails him out just before Santa lays waste to the police station, a la Michael Myers in Halloween 4. Uh, Mac and Nicholas escape, but Grandpa is actually run over by Santa's hill deer. <laughs> and seemingly killed. Our teen heroines hide out in the local gym, but Santa finds them there, and it turns out that Grandpa was actually the angel that beat Santa into bed all those years ago. They have a rematch, but this time Santa double-crosses him and seemingly throws Grandpa into hell. But as Christmas ends and Santa's powers apparently begin to dwindle, he flees in his sleigh, but Mac's gun-crazy father shoots down the hell deer with a bazooka, which is completely legal and licensed, officer. And the local pastor, who is also a local strip club patron, is found wearing the Santa suit and is presumed to be the killer as Nicholas and Mac kiss in the moonlit snow. And in a post credit scene, we see that Santa has indeed escaped and is reading his naughty list when he looks into the camera and asks, Who's next? And Green cuts to black. And thank God the answer to that is no one. <laughs> that is the plot summary for Santa's sleigh. So first first impressions. I just want to get it out of the gate before we get into the, I guess we'll say, main course of the movie here. Just first impressions of how this 74 minutes of jolly holiday fun went down for you. Can I just say... Did I miss the who's next scene? <laughs> it's at the very, 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 very end. After the credits? Yep. Let's oh, see. I didn't watch after the credits. <laughs> I, I was done. That's I, awesome. I, I'm going to go back I, and watch that now. I only did because I read about that and I said, well, now I got to go back and see it. So, wow. so, yeah. You know they set this up for a sequel, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> wow. I, I ended up leaving my computer on. And I went to go get a drink, and when I came back, Goldberg yelled at me. <laughs> so that's how I discovered there was a post-credit scene. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, now I need to go back and watch the post-credit scene because I was frantically trying to watch this between my kids coming up and down the stairs because I don't want them watching this kind of a movie. Yes. Um, and so they kept coming up and down, so I was pausing constantly. I'm like, you know. So by the time the credits started rolling, they were down there, and I'm like, I'm. I just now I'm kind of upset. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you missed the best part, or the one joke that worked. Uh, right. Look at it. So, well, let's 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 do it though. You know, first impressions, just having watched it, because we all I think we all have watched it in the last you know day or two here. I'll tell you, I honestly sat there, you know, sort of you know just staring at the wall, <laughs> having watched this on my computer, going, did I get all of that? <laughs> and I had to go back and kind of scan through it a little bit later on just to make sure I caught parts of it. I, there's parts of this movie that I think are lost on me, honestly. I actually really had a good time with it. Uh, I started playing a, a little game of uh, spot the references, <laughs> uh, you know, in the dialogue. Uh, so I've got like, you know, he said, uh, Move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> yeah. I got that one down. 
I got uh, Pulp looks a lot like Keith Morrison from Dateline NBC. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, the You'll Shoot Your Eye Out from Christmas Story, The Terror Vision Bunker, The Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Dave Thomas being Dave Thomas. The uh, opening credit scene is the the song from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, <laughs> uh, except not the Mavis Staples version. Uh, <laughs> you know, take your... I like the uh, he he. I like how Goldberg kept saying, "I'm not Dracula," but uh, Saul. I'm but, Santa uh, Claus, not fucking Dracula. <laughs> yes, but uh, Saul Rubinick was holding up his Star of David like it would ward him off, like it was a Dracula cross. <laughs> I guess it kind of would work in this film mythology, but <laughs> yeah, can we go ahead and lay that out right now? Like the the joke is that most of the principal cast and apparently the production crew are also Jewish. So, yeah. so it's it's a and there's a lot of Jewish people in the, the film as far as like you got the whole Hasidic Jews coming out of mass and Goldberg <laughs> walks by them and you got the Jew who runs the restaurant and the old lady who doesn't like him because of it and yeah I, I think you mean uh, the Amish yeah oh yeah the Amish <laughs> yeah the Amish yeah that's that's great so, <laughs> but you know I'm, I'm I'm looking at it going like okay. I, I get that the people making this movie realize, look, this we know it's stupid. It's got to be stupid. The stupider it can be, the better, right? Like, the, there's ne- no point are they trying to be mm, vaguely even serious about this. I mean, Brian, you know, we, we've recently completed the Le- Leprechaun series, and for what I think will be it, all eternity, because I don't think they'll ever make another one. Correct, but remember, yes. we talked about one of the biggest problems that new one did is it tried to take itself so seriously. So on some level, I give these people credit, and David Steinman, the director particularly, for knowing, look, we, we've got to play the joke. And and everybody that knows Goldberg knows he's Jewish. He, he had the gold, he had the star of David on his friggin' trunks for years. I mean, we got <laughs> we got to play with that. And so they just they just went with it. Not, I, I think that's funny. Yeah, I think it's funny too. But. Uh, I agree. I like the fact that they didn't uh, try to take make this movie into something serious. They were completely making this kind of one of those um, campy type films. It, otherwise, I think this would have been pretty b- worse than it was. But I'm with Ron too, though. I I had fun with this movie. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be anything spectacular going in, so I just enjoyed everything for what it was. Well, I mean, for me, the best part of any horror movie is watching repulsive people get murdered. <laughs> so, like, at the very cold opening, yes. where it's James Caan and Fran Drescher and Chris Kattan, and they're all just horrible people, yeah. I was just so cheered up that they all just got murdered in <laughs> spectacular we, ways. Can we talk about the worst, like, cameo-laden, multi-kill, awful <laughs> family opening of all time? It did feel like a cold open for, like, an SNL gone bad or something. Yeah, it felt like I was watching Royal Tenenbaums, <laughs> and then they were all getting murdered. <laughs> it, it, it actually made me think of an old SNL skit. It's the one, uh, the one where um, they're all eating dinner, or rather, they're pushing food around on plates because mm-hmm. the cold food. But it's Will Ferrell, and uh, he keeps the. They're talking around the table, trying to be polite, and they just devolve into screaming at each other. And Will Ferrell yells stuff like, "I think I remember I that." Drive, one, yeah. I drive a Hyundai Elantra. I'm an important man, <laughs> and it just that just made me think of that. It's it is hilarious because you've got one apparently that's cheating on one with the other. You've got these skanky people over to the left. You got James Caan going, "Why the hell am I here?" You know, you got, I mean, it's all this, and then they get laid out by Santa 
Gold Santaberg, we're just going to call him for the rest of the show here in spectacular ways. Like they, he tears <laughs> them to pieces, and it is. I'm sitting there going like, well, I guess from the get go we're supposed to root for Santa and that, and <laughs> Satan, Satan Santa. Okay, so that's fine. If he's going to come out and kill like all the naughty people, I'm actually going to go for this movie. If that's this is the story. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to ding this though because at no time else is well, I won't say at no time else, but they don't. <laughs> play with this much after the grandma kill later on. I, I like that. Uh, I like that uh, in the very opening, one of the little jokes I noticed was when uh, Santa Berg punted that dog. Yes. <laughs> and, and then it was either James Conn or Chris Kattan. One of them was like, oh, well, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it makes James Conn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he bitched about the dog before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like the dog anyway. Then he the gets dog killed. got to try the turkey. Yeah, then he gets killed with the chicken leg to the face. Oh, God, which yeah. have either of you seen Killer Joe with Matthew McConaughey? It makes that scene even more disturbing. If if you've seen that, folks, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I was I was brutal, but I thought, well, we killed the Nagazima girl, Rebecca Gayhart. We killed we we killed uh, what what was his name? Um, the wild guy that would eat all the uh, mango. Um, yeah, we killed Mango. <laughs> no, not Mango, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we we it's, killed. It's a- it's a different Chris. Yeah, we killed Chris Kattan. We killed one of the uh, one of the um, what's his other thing? The Roxbury guys. Yeah, we killed one of the Roxbury guys. I can't remember any of this now. We killed one of the Roxbury guys real quick. We killed you know one of the stars of The Godfather among other things. Mm-hmm. So um, and we killed the nanny, which I was always for because I hate Fran Drescher. So um, I was down for that, and I I was waiting for Santa to just burn the house down as he walked out too. I mean, it's a very startling open to a film. Did I'm, you just, get, I'm just glad they didn't reference the Godfather when they killed uh, James Caan. Yeah, like shooting him up in a turnstile or something. He gets caught in the door. Yeah, that'd have been yeah. yeah. I Did you get the feeling that when uh, when our, our main character, Nicholas, was heading home and opening all those doors that he was walking into that house? Yeah, like... That's yeah. what I thought. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to him, though, we got to talk about the opening scroll. And I, Brian, I wrote in my notes, like, very Leprechaun-ish. Like, there were at least three of those films that had an opening scroll that told us things. But the opening scroll sucked because it was all in different languages and they had hidden words in there. And so you had to, like, actually pay attention to get anything out of it. <laughs> so I actually hated it. I, 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 I don't like that. I mean, if you're going to tell me the story, uh-huh. lay it out for me. And they do not, later. Not but... in a movie like this. You don't want to have to be to read. Yeah, no, like, yeah, exactly. that, yeah. I'm like, why? Why do we have to think now? You just showed me everything I need to know. It's like, what? What is all this crap? That's what I was actually asking myself. I was like, why? Why are we gonna have this? Can't we just get into more kill? I mean, that that seems to be more fun. I just, yeah. I just sang along to the Christmas Vacation song. <laughs> and, and <laughs> See, I did not connect that until you said that. Now, but now I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently, Brett Ratner's got no problems just ripping off other stuff. <laughs> Hey man, this is all about ripping everything off. That's what he he did here. You he obviously had some great screenwriters. <laughs> I think it's called homage, yeah. and, or, or or homage, maybe in this case, or <laughs> appropriate translation. But yeah, they move on, and we do we do get to meet our heroines early. We do meet Nicholas. We meet the old lady. Can we talk about the old lady in the the Jewish meat store? I guess it is. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. What an awful person. <laughs> 
but every stereotypical like the smoking Aunt Martha that drives all over the road is. I mean, it's. I, I was. I saw Santa's uh, sleigh with, and I only know it's called the Hell Deer because that's what it tells me in the behind the scenes stuff. Well, I have, he says it in the movie too. Oh, okay. yeah. I missed that. Well, he mentions it. Catching it. Well, I, that I'm like Santa's got like a buffalo. Yes, that's sleigh. what it is. It's a fucking bison. Yes, and it with is a red cut. nose. <laughs> and he's got its own IMDb page. They both do. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Well, it it, it well, is a great looking different buffalo. You know what it looks like? It looks like one of those things that you know Han is going to freeze in hell with on Hoth. I mean, it it oh, certainly looks like know. a tauntaun. So, a little bit, hmm. just he's a little fatter. Look, but he was definitely not a deer. He was <laughs> definitely so, a buffalo. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Well, I liked the buffalo a lot. I thought that was a cool ride for Santa. I liked how Santa just ran her off the road, and she had like this action <laughs> film car crash. Oh, <laughs> bitch, like, get out the way. <laughs> You know what? It, you know what that car crash made me think of. What uh, in trauma flicks? They filmed the car crash for a uh, Sergeant Kabuki man, and they kept reusing the car crash for like fifteen <laughs> years. Like, and, it, and it, the car is obviously like an early '80s, like a big Buick or Oldsmobile type of thing. But they kept they reused it literally into the 2000s, and that <laughs> it, it's basically kind of like that car crash. So that's just. Yeah, that was my other question. This movie's made in 2005, but when is this supposed to be happening? Uh, good question. There's nothing, like, it, it is hard to date this because the cars are all kind of generic late 80s, early 90s, you know, Gennaro vehicles. There's no, are there any cell phones? I don't remember that. I mean, there's, I, there's nothing in here that tells me this is 2005. It's more like 1985. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, the terrible version of gremlins because you've got the the inventor uh that's a good point i was i was actually thinking wow. the same thing earlier today i'm like oh, this is like watching gremlins i just needed mac to do a monologue about her father getting stuck in the you know the uh chimney with a landmine or something you know because it would have fit the character so uh, what do you make of our two heroines here though guys nicholas and uh mary mac mckenzie I think Mary Mac's a little skank. <laughs> what was it the old lady called her whore? <laughs> you know, like just... uh, seriously, she's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that fits. I don't know. I liked her. I think that that actress is cute. Oh no, she's definitely There's nothing cute. wrong with that. She's definitely cute, saying. but that character vacillates between, you know, g- cute girl next door to like wacko. Uh, Gun-toting, you know Sarah Connor's, you know, uh, yeah, there you go. cousin or well, something. But her dad does own a bazooka. I mean, clearly she's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, you grow, you grew up in the South, Jay. You yes. know, people, gun people. Everyone in the family has a gun. Yeah. Oh, what, one of our uh, administrative assistants, female, uh, you know, we'd call them secretaries back in the day. Huge gun nut. I mean, you know, the woman's maybe four foot ten tall, but she owns like an arsenal. So yeah, I, I know people like that. Yeah, and that and yeah, that it would start with daddy makes total sense. I get that, but she goes from being like, like I said, like Sarah Connor with a oh no, who she is? She's the younger version of Reba McIntyre's character in Tremors. That's who she is. She's she's that. She goes from that to you know sort of. Uh, put upon wannabe girlfriend of Nicholas here. Yeah, well, I mean, she buys him a transformer, she... and I don't. She's like she's coming onto him miles before he ever picks up on it. 
No, no, no. Because at the beginning, she basically blows him off. And then all of a sudden, she wants him. Yeah. And then she and she wants him. It's like, what the fuck? So she's what every kind of makes signals like sending. Let's, no. not, let's <laughs> not pretend that there's any consistent character motivation in this movie. Well, I wonder how long it took to film this, and if it was the distance that it took to film, you know, something else that maybe it would, it would, maybe they shot it over several months and they just forgot where they were supposed to be. I don't know. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I thought she was kind of weird, but I didn't really care much for the, the Nicholas character either. I thought he was kind of a doofus. He is a doofus. He's well, kind of- and it was like to the point of this guy can't be our hero because he's just a dipshit well i mean clearly the grandpa's the hero like lost boy style wow. yeah i i need i did need him to like stay out of my fridge and don't touch the <laughs> you know like where was that's that? the worst that's the worst thing about living in hill township all the damn satans <laughs> exactly <laughs> where was that <laughs> you know, um, yeah i wanted some of that because he definitely robert called let's just get into grandpa here because I'm, I'm with you guys it the, Nicholas is a dipshit, so, so I'm done with him. But Grandpa is awesome because I, the Grandpa is pretty much the Grandpa from Terror Vision, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick and I reviewed that a long time ago, but I'll never forget that guy. It's like the survivalist give the kid an M16. It's coming for us. He's got his own bunker, and this Grandpa's got a bunker. He reads the history in Icelandic, you know, ease and all that. It's, it's Norse. It's yeah, Norse, Norse yeah. not Icelandic. Yeah. Oh, my and, if bad. You, and if you don't practice it, you're going to forget it. <laughs> well, obviously. But obviously the kid didn't forget a damn thing because then he goes and reads the book like no problem. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about that? They're revealing the plot through mm-hmm. the reading of the book, but then they cut away from it for 15 damn minutes mm-hmm. to do nothing. That kind of pissed me off a little, yeah. Yes, I was angry at that. But when they do come back to it, it's glorious, and we'll come to that scene in a minute. But I was like, come on. I love, though, this grandpa character, and I just didn't get enough of him. And I bet Colt was like, I'll do this for two days, and then give me my money and go away. You know? <laughs> so, hey, I don't know. He looked like the only one in the movie who actually enjoyed it, besides Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, like Robert Culp and Goldberg were the the only two having fun. Well, I think you have to have yeah, I think. to be able to do this. Yeah, there's no way. But we, we all know actors and have seen, especially actors trying to make something themselves or hang on to something that they once had. You know, they they take themselves too seriously, and so I can see how people would try to do that. I don't know that much of the production was built that way though, because guys, to me, I. Emily Duraven looked like she was having fun. Dave Thomas looked like he was having a whole lot of fun with the strippers. Well, yeah, but Dave Thomas is only seen as in a strip club full of naked extras. How could he not have a Tess, good day at work that day? Oh, it's great strippers named Tess Tickler. And uh, I loved when the preacher is reading off the victims at the uh, next service. I, I, think the, I think the best touch about that whole scene at the service is how he's trying not to cry. Yeah. When he's or, up at the- I see. I didn't read his cry. I read it. He was sweating because he was getting off on it, man. <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, Candy Lane," you know, or whatever. It was. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I, maybe I read it wrong. Yeah, I, I love. I loved that though because he's, he's browbeating people about the uh, contribution, right? The standard issue, you know, false preacher, right? And and uh, you put the oh, get them coins, get them bills out, and then he, he's slapping the bills on you know a pair of titties <laughs> later <laughs> on in the evening. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a violent strip club scene that goes down with Goldberg. Goldberg lays out that strip club, man. You, my, uh, 
Brian, remember we saw Michael Myers carol all the strippers and stuff? I was like, damn it, I knew Rob Zombie had ripped that off from something. <laughs> and, and here it is. And, and he does a, he looks like he's like, he's killing all the guys who go to the strip club, but leaving all the strippers alive. And then he fucking burns them alive. What, what does he say? He, like, he conjures up like a Naughty fireball and says, naughty. Very uh, silent night, deadly night, by it's the way. A co- it's, a, it's a hot coal. Yeah, there we go. It's a hot coal. Brimstone. Uh, see, there you go. But, yeah. But uh, let's talk about the the true legend of Santa, if we will, that, that gets told <laughs> to us in two parts. The second part of which is in a format that I will admit now, I cannot watch those old you know, Rudolph and Frosty things that are the stop yeah, motion the, animation. They oh, freak yes. the Terrible. Oh, come it. on. You went this oh. wrong with people. No, they scare me to death. They just do. As a child, I was frightened by them, and I just can't watch them again. I just I just watched those oh. like, literally Saturday night, like two days ago. I watched those right before we recorded this. So, And I, think, and I thought that part was great because it was like, if you're going to make fun of, if you're going to reference Christmas things, you may as well reference the most iconic Christmas things you can. And the fact that it wasn't just a throwaway, that they worked it into the narrative as like this is the origin story of evil Santa. Uh, it, it worked for me, uh, and plus they there was curling involved, which amused yeah. me. Yeah, I was going to say was was this right after the curling craze had hit, or was this before? I I couldn't decide. Uh, it 2005. Be, yeah, that would be after because wasn't the uh, the Winter Olympics in 04? Yeah, I think that's right. So that I loved how that little you know, time reference there that it came down to curling. You know, again, I'm freaked uh, out by the, the curling, the curling, the curling craze was at 2008. It was. Yeah. Cause that's it, when they had no. all the hot curling girls and well, they, had the, they still had a bunch of the hot curling girls in 04 though. Cause I remember that being a thing too. The first, like, I the think first curling one. just comes back when people realize it's a bunch of attractive Nordic looking <laughs> women. Well, there are all Nordic women. But yes, but there were none in this. There were just the claymation Santa Goldberg and the uh, jolly old angel that decided just to be a jolly old rubber cult. I know. Yeah. But that's the thing. I was like, it doesn't even look like cult. Like they're saving that as some big secret as if you couldn't have already figured out. Oh, grandpa's that angel. So, But I, I thought it looked like him to me. Like as much as any claymation thing can look like anything. Granted, the claymation uh, Santa Berg did not really look like Goldberg either, but you know, but I, I love the whole story there. I thought that was hilarious. And if you're going to play this off as Santa is Satan's son, it, okay, we had two immaculate conceptions, right? We had the Virgin Birth <laughs> of Mary, and then we had the Virgin, the Virgin Erica. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I thought was just fabulous that was with same satan she's no virgin <laughs> yeah i was explaining the, the general backstory to to my wife uh, earlier today and when i got to the virgin erica she just started laughing yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know you gotta have somewhere so but no i thought that was funny i mean it was it's a cool way to play it and the fact that it all went down to a curling game and a bet i was like well that sounds like something south park would do like honestly <laughs> So, I wonder if those That's guys definitely didn't, South Park would do. Yeah. I was like, I'm surprised those guys probably didn't have an uncredited rewrite on this somewhere. So, <laughs> but, uh, 
but that's that's our story. And as as we see, Santa's you know reigning terror and hell all through town, right? Like you know, the strip club, he's taking out the, the old grandma. He's making oh, what about the best scene uh, in the movie where they all the kids wake up and. And open their Christmas gifts and it blows their heads off. It's like the two kids from oh. Talladega Nights, you know, it's the irreverent <laughs> children. Let's open our mother effing presents and all this stuff. And they blow up, and then Grandma's like, "F." She said, "Yeah." She looks at, at Grandma and says, "Fuck." That was it. <laughs> like, wow. Which, by the way, if you notice in the credit sequence, she was on the naughty list for that. So she got a little <laughs> green like... package or a red X, and so she was a red X just for that. Grandpa was on the other, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love that though. I thought that was hilarious. I wanted to see more of that. That was Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought that was a good scene. I enjoyed it. I liked that the name of the town was Hill, and that there's actually a Hill, Michigan. But it wasn't yeah. Hell. It was Hell County. So, the, but I, I thought the town the was also town. Hill because Hell, Hell's Township is what it was called. Because it Township. was Hell's Bells, the concert the, that they never showed because they couldn't get any bands. No, I love the I love all of like the hell references that the DJ lays out early in the this in the first scene or whatever in town. I can't even remember all of them, but it's so it's you know we'll have the we'll have jingle hell's bells and we'll have Satan sluts and this and that. Yeah, I mean it's just everything. You're ready to rock your knob. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a good. Yeah, it's also very innuendo laden. So. Oh yeah, yeah. God. So. Yeah, I thought that was funny though. I was laughing at this stuff because I was like, "Well, this is just hilarious." So I mean, it- my favorite though that for funny is when they pull up to the gas station and it says, "Eat here, get gas." <laughs> that was great. Works at the gas station, Brian. Eat here and get gas, Zeus. <laughs> Lister is the hey, bro. I just moved here out the hood. <laughs> it's Zeus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anytime he shows up for Kansas, Zeus in I didn't movie, expect that. Right? I didn't either. I was like, well, I guess he's friends with Goldberg or something. And he's all excited about $2 and change. Oh, hey, by the Merry way, were, Christmas. were the bouncers at the, the strip club, like also former wrestlers, they looked like they could. I don't yeah. think so. Okay. They looked I was like- trying to, I was trying to figure it out. I didn't recognize anyone. So they may have been development guys, but. The one he strangles with the wreath kind of looks like Larry the Cable Guy, but not as fat. <laughs> so I, I didn't know. But, uh, well, one of, the that thing, was good. one of the things I can't tell you is that uh, Vince Russo was one of these strip club patrons. I did, oh, really? I didn't okay. catch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he the one that gets electrocuted by the pole? So, oh, <laughs> or is that Eduardo the electrician who's working on the movie? So, that's, <laughs> Vince Russo? That guy wasn't really? credited. Yeah, but Vince Russo is one of the guys like at the bar, <laughs> I believe. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch that scene now. Yeah, that is amazing. I so, can't believe I did not catch that. Wow. See, now you're already on rewatch, like number three now, man. So, <laughs> you know. Number number two for me. Yeah, yeah you're, into, you're into this movie now. So, uh, you own it. Vince Russo, patron in strip club, uncredited. Holy shit. <laughs> that? So, well, now we know uh, what he was doing when he wasn't working. <laughs> well, he was, in, uh, he was in TNA at this point. Oh, so well, that explains a lot about their ratings. But uh, he's probably who, I, he's probably who punched up the script. <laughs> well, that that's probably not untrue. So, this, woman, this girl, this girl isn't slutty enough. She's got to be sluttier. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm surprised they didn't have her slut. I guess it was it's supposed to be cold, so you know, Vince, she can't wear a miniskirt. No, so, no, she can't. So. 
they had to go with it. But okay, let's uh, talk about the death. He's going of, on a rage now, right? Say what? Santa's starting to go on his rampage. <laughs> Just a little bit. Where's Where's he go? He goes to the uh, the sandwich shop. Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to talk about. Let's talk about the death of the boss now, though the the Jewish meat store owner who gets killed by his own menorah. And what the hell is he doing in the shop if he's closed for Christmas anyway? Come on, dude. Uh, maybe he lives above it. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell that, but it just seems kind of dumb to be there. Why was he still there hours later? I have no idea. It's a good question. Well, he was there hours later because he was hanging from his wall. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> no, no, why was he there hours after he had let them off of work is what I'm saying. Because they had time to uh, sit he, Well, he was there the next day. Grandpa and all this stuff. No, no, he was there the next day. It was Christmas Day. He uh, let them go on Christmas Eve. Oh, you're right. I'm my bad. Okay, so, so he was there when they were closed on Christmas Day for some reason. I guess he just tends cleaning okay, his uh, slicer. I looked, I looked it up, and the uh, the bouncer guy was a profession is a professional wrestler. Oh, what's his name? King Lau, L A U. He was he's like the only fully ethnic Chinese professional wrestler. Oh, um, and he trained in the Stu Hart Dungeon. So when they were shooting this in Canada, he, he was probably there. <laughs> <laughs> and they roped him uh, into it. Let's let's talk about Saul Rubinick's death, though the uh, the Jewish uh, store owner who's working on Christmas Day when it's closed. I think he's cleaning his meat grinder, is what. Yeah, it like. he's cleaning his meat slicer. Yeah, and Santa wants in, and he says no, and then Santa does the worst door break in of all time, but bothers to turn the sign from closed to open. Yeah, why why was that? I, I don't know. Intimidation? I don't know. <laughs> We're closed. No, but what does not. he start throwing at him? Is what I want to know. Like he starts chucking. He starts candy. throwing. Uh, uh, no, he starts throwing um, dreidels. Yes. He starts throwing dreidels at him. That's what he has in that little container because he tried to spin one when they when he sent the kids home. Oh. And it went oh. flying off things. So he's got a tin full of dreidels, and he starts throwing them at at Goldberg as if that's gonna hurt. But yeah. I was wondering why he was throwing peppermints at him. Yeah, they were dreidels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so Goldberg or Santaberg picks him up and stabs him through the throat with his menorah, hanging him on the wall, a la Michael Myers from Halloween one. Mm, yes. Um yeah. Uh gross. and then Santa goes about like eating some food. <laughs> you know? yeah, what was that? Like uh potato salad or something? I yeah, guess. it looked like looked like potato salad. I mean the hell right. deer ate the the uh the head of the, the parking attendant. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I guess I guess everybody got to eat. You know, get hungry, man. Especially after all that killing. I guess so. <laughs> but yeah. So we kill we kill the guy. The or as I wrote in my notes, Santa kills a Jew. Another one after he after he confuses the Hasidic Jews as <laughs> Amish. No, he doesn't do that. That's the cops who do that. Oh, yeah, that's that was the, cops. the cops. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's all running together at this point. So. Nicholas comes and finds his boss and, of course, gets arrested for it because, you know, it would have only been better. Well, he if, was kind of standing there poking at his menorah. He was, trying so. to, he was trying to remove the menorah as the boss is somehow or another still alive talking to him. That's what I didn't get. <laughs> right. Well, he, he was only alive for a few seconds, but yes. Right. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, if, if I'm a cop and I walk in on a guy with the menorah in his hands and the guy dead on the wall, I kind of probably arrest him, too. Your Honor, he had the menorah. <laughs> but, uh, but let's not ourselves that this kid. There's no way this kid could impale anyone with a menorah. <laughs> he doesn't have the. He can't even break a, a sheet of glass later in the movie. Yeah, look, yes. I got to say this. Emily DeRaven is going to be really disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> so, hey, she has to make every first move in this relationship. Uh, she really does. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, um, ugh, anyway, but yeah. Um, I think we've already established the dipshittedness of uh, Nicholas. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, he's pretty. It's- well, no, useless. Yeah, but they're going to get him in jail. But of course, he gets bailed out by his girlfriend. Santa attacks and whacks the entire police force. Because well, can we talk about that scene? Because they're talking about the fact that the killings are all in the shape of a Christmas tree, right? Right. And in the background, another cop comes in with a present that's ticking like a bomb. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who brings that in to the police station? <laughs> I just I started laughing so loud. <laughs> I do think this film is a series of just running gags and jokes. Oh God! I mean, yes. it just it, and it is. I mean, it's all it is. It's like there's no real script. It's just a bunch of gags. And I know? love the fact that Santa uses gift bombs. <laughs> yeah, gift bombs. <laughs> Throwing bombs at everyone. Because why not? I it's mean, that's awesome. what Santa would do, right? So, oh yeah. If, if he were clearly, an yeah, evil clearly. Satan. Santa and the Unabomber, they have that in common. <laughs> he just needed the hoodie. Except for Santa's tossing the, the, the bombs to try and blow them up. The Unabomber's just planting them for people. Right. Well, you know, Santa laid those those two smart aleck kids is under the tree, apparently. Yeah. And all of, we didn't even talk about it. Like, they get, they get, when they get exploded, it's just this black smoke, and, like, their heads are gone, and it's just yeah. a burnt spot on their pajamas. It is hilarious. It's pretty so, Yeah, so, but... No, that yeah, the whole the whole police all taken out, gone, right? And we make our way to the gym for the showdown, right? And this is a well, first. Run. First we go, so they they escape just in time because he bails her out, or she bails him out, right? And then that's when you know Santaberg comes in and destroys everyone in the in the police department. They're on their way back to his house, right? Because now they believe. That something's going on, right? They and so in the bunker, yeah. Yep, they're in the bunker with the grandpa. The grandpa's doing all this shit. Goldberg, you know, finds them there because he follows them over, and some stupid carolers are singing. So he lays waste to all the carolers, which is great. And then uh, there's the, you know, he's chasing them around the house. They they escape to the garage where they they have two sneds. And you know, first of all, Nicholas who can't break open a window later in the in the scene at the school can start his sled but she who manages to break open the window can't start her sled well but she didn't break the window open with her hands she used no, the but she helmet. she's not an idiot <laughs> well that's true good point however it just seemed kind of lame so they get one snowmobile and i fully expected santa then to follow them on snowmobile but no he is the hell deer instead well, they, spent, they spent all this money to rent some buffalo you gotta use them are those yeah, even real true. buffalo though that's what i have to know like they at no time did that look it's, remotely real it's two real buffaloes they actually have names in the credits oh wow well apache apache and ronnie it is their only yeah. imdb credit <laughs> correct i'm surprised they haven't been used more isn't costner working on a remake of uh Dances with Wolves or something? Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's called. <laughs> it's called Dances Hell Deer, and it's uh, going to take go. place in the in the Weird West Jonah Hex universe. The the movie, not the comic book. ACDC should do the uh, soundtrack. Hell yeah! So, so, <laughs> so I, well, I'm surprised ACDC doesn't have a song called Hell Deer. So, <laughs> <laughs> now get on that! Come on, guys! Before you. Too old, or you have to do more hits. Old, they're already freaking old, dude. <laughs> they're in their sixties. I I know, but the, I mean, too. Uh, they're they're almost too. Old. We got to talk about the chase scene, Jay. 
Okay. Because this is awesome. They're riding this snowmobile. And they're they're taking, you know, going, going, going. And he's flying in from above them, bombing them with Christmas presents. <laughs> and, and missing horribly. But then... In a in a in a unexplainable fashion, Nicholas tells Mac to hold on tight and then kicks it into high gear. What took so long? Why weren't you going at full speed the whole time? Why why all of a sudden? Eh, he's a little too close for comfort. Let's go now. Come on. It's because Nicholas is once again the dumbest person in this movie. Obviously, and, and that is something saying something. You know what the uh, you know what the Santa bombs made me think of. Uh, Futurama. Oh. The evil Santa robot in Futurama. He throws present bombs. I didn't. You nice. know what it made me think of is that damn thing in one of those Mario levels early on that drops stuff on you from above. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. Nice. So, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you either way. <laughs> so, but I love how we get to the gym, though, right? And this is like a high school hockey rink or something in here that we get on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I got a problem there. Please. What high school? <laughs> Has a library attached to their ice skating rink <laughs> through a door. Sunny tail? Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, that was the funniest thing ever. They go into the library and they're running. They open a door and whoops, I'm on the ice. <laughs> Budget cuts, man. We had to move the library. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We're just going to put this here. Screw the Zamboni. We'll come through the library. <laughs> Nice. Come on. I love that it's a setup for a rematch, though. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, the rematch. Yeah. Go, go for it, Ron. Oh, I, was, I didn't have anything of substance oh. to add. We're cool. Okay. So we get the rematch of the curling, the curling match from hell, right? So what's the bet this time, though? Because I missed that. Well, the bet is that if if uh, Santa loses, he has to then eternally be kind and bring cheer forever. Mm-hmm. If Santa wins, then the angel or has to go into hell and spend eternity in hell. Okay, so because we, we didn't talk about the fact that Grandpa has been run over by the hell deer. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, good. And killed in the chase, Grandpa presumably. But and, and, and of course, Goldberg has to announce that. Or, was it Goldberg who said Grandpa got run over by a hell deer, or was it yes. one of the kids? Yes, it was. Uh, yes, Goldberg yeah, he, did he, say that. He does call out most of his own bad lines. Well, it's and, good. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and that's it's, his, it's his punishment for having kicked Bret Hart in the face until he had a stroke. <laughs> And then it, this is the scene too, where where they're in the ice skating rink, and he turns a fucking flashlight on on Santa, and Santa's like, "I'm fucking Santa Claus, not Dracula." <laughs> I'm like, "What? That doesn't even make sense." He's, I know. I, he's I don't a flashlight on you, not a sunlight. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, there was some of that that did, didn't work for me either. I know where they were going. Uh, <clears throat> but we get the show down to the gym, and this time. Instead of curling against him, Santa decides, ah, I'll just curl the angel into the damn hole. So, <laughs> you know, so which is not a bad plan, by the way. That's actually, uh, that's very Satan. Well, here's the stupid <laughs> thing, is that in the first time, it, you know, Satan went, or Santa went first and put his thing right on the mark. And then he got it knocked in by the other guy. So now the angel goes first, puts it right on the mark. So you're thinking, well, S- Satan just has to knock his fucking thing out. Out and he wins, mm-hmm. and instead he he tosses him into the hole instead. But whatever, he's taking thought, no chances this time. See, right, right. see I thought uh, that's why Grandpa Robert Culp was going to uh, told him 
the practical presents are the ones that are the best because he gave him that um, walnut shooting nutcracker. Yeah. I figured that was going to like come into play somehow. And it eventually did, but I assume he was going to like knock the yeah. stone off course or something. I thought that's the way it was going to be too, and it, it, the way it ended up being made zero sense to me. You know, stop the flame brimstone in in the middle or something. I don't know. Yeah, like he shot it, it. Nicholas shoots it through the brimstone, and it hits Santa in the chest. And I actually at that point said, if this is how this movie ends, I'm going to be really pissed. Well, and he shot him in the side of the chest that's not even where the heart is. Right. I was like, well, what the fuck good does that do? It, it takes out a lung. <laughs> <laughs> and it clearly didn't even get much penetration because you can see it just it's like embedded shirt, into yeah. his chest. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like so. you shot him with a BB. What a wasted gag or whatever you want to call that. That was a totally stupid. wasted gag. Yeah, it's completely. And, and also, I thought the thing about how chestnuts explode if you don't skin while roasting them, I thought it was going to like blow up or something and like you know explode oh, his chest cavity. Would have made or much more sense. I was like, t- Grandpa needed like a chestnut machine gun or something like there to make go. that pay off, not just the nutcracker. Yeah, that yeah, was... none of it paid off. Then mm-hmm. they wasted a whole line and didn't even use it. That what he what he just said would have made much more sense if the chestnut then blew up. I agree. Uh, it didn't. But we're able to, to corral the locals because, you know, who doesn't want to take down a buck like that? Especially the uh, Native American talking with the uh, you know, voice <laughs> aid after having a, you know, removal for smoking. Yeah. I think you was... mean um, Ned from South Park. Is that, yeah, there we go. It's Ned. But Native American Ned. So. It's Native American Ned and, and Jimbo, a.k.a. the... Bazooka Dad. Yeah, exactly. AKA Burt Gummer. Yes, it is Burt Gummer. Yes, very much. They, they, everybody's aiming for the hell deer, but of course they shoot. And it, it is like a scene out of Tremors with all well, fake guts. Guys, they're shooting it a mile away. <laughs> Wait till the damn thing gets close before you waste all your ammunition. Uh, really? Yeah, once but again. But I guess they needed to yeah. be that far for the bazooka. Otherwise, shit would have gotten serious. <laughs> I think it got pretty serious anyway because everything landed on them, <laughs> so, yeah, including yeah, good. including Pastor Timmons, who apparently lands on the flagpole. Okay, so everything <laughs> lands on them, yet they're still able to keep the carcass. Right. Which looks pretty good. I'm like, that, what did they actually blow up? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> Maybe they blew up the sleigh. It, the sleigh is made out of guts? Yeah, right? Well, yeah. it is it is evil. I don't know. Maybe it is. It, it makes as much it's sense as anything else. Is it, a, is it a Freddy sleigh? It's made out of souls? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a Hellraiser sled. There you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, as if I didn't need another reference to that. <laughs> but yeah. Apparently so, you did. Yeah. It could, it could have been a Hellraiser sled. You're right. So, But we end with... Mac and Nicholas finally uh, exchanging platitudes. What is it? You you throw like a girl, you kiss like a guy, or something like that. Which yeah, is, that was terrible. Yeah, that was awful. How does he know how she kisses like a guy? I mean, Maybe, what the hell? Uh, what is that? Uh, you know what? There's some of that punched up dialogue from Vince Russo. There you go. <laughs> right there. But we we got to say, you know, that happens. But the big thing is that uh, they, they down the sled, but Santa's not in it. Instead, right. he's got the pastor dressed as Santa who has then been impaled by the flagpole. Right. And Nicholas gets the book de claws away from that's hidden underneath uh, Mm -hmm. the dead uh, Santa pastor 
to you know hang on to for you know safekeeping, I guess. For future, because they know that Santa has escaped, but they don't want to alarm the town folk of Hell, Count, Hell Township by letting them know that the real Santa is not the guy who's impaled there. They're just going to put all the blame on the pastor. Right, who is a... And uh, walk away. Yeah, they're just, yeah it's, we're just cleaning this up. There's, well, there's no police to do investigations anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. That's I think, true. <laughs> I think they just want to move on. I, I agree. And, and we see Santa boarding a plane. And then we get that great post-credit sequence that only two of us saw. So, <laughs> but, a, a plane for the North Pole, no less. Yes. Yeah. That was fantastic. Now, this was my favorite part of the movie. Because <laughs> she's all, like, freaked out that they're going to the North Pole. But they're North Pole Air. Yeah. <laughs> So, hello, that's where you go, because that's what your fucking name is. That was done after the fact. They did uh, not tell that for extra that. So. I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's born in a plane. He's obviously has no powers, because it's not Christmas, right? Because right. otherwise he would have laid waste to everybody there, you would imagine. Right. But instead, he's in his biker getup, and he's got his, you know, Hell's Angels type coat on, and sits down next to two old ladies and prepares for his flight, and that's it. Yeah, and as I'm sure, out, he's I'm sure Goldberg was glad he could just wear his street clothes for that scene. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> just we're gonna follow you, Bill, to the airport. Okay, well, I don't give a shit. So, sure, whatever. I'm sure that's how that went down. Well, guys, you know Goldberg asked it at the end of this movie. What's next? Well, I know what's next. It's final thoughts, recommendations, and popcorn ratings. So I yeah, want to know. It ain't a sequel. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I want to know what yours are as we wrap up a year on film strip here for Santa's sleigh. Brian. Well, I gotta tell you, I had a good time with this movie. Maybe because I'm familiar with the Goldberg character. Who knows? But I actually enjoy the concept of of Santa being a, a mass murderer, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of a cool little take. And even though a lot of this was pretty corny and, and lame, it was fun. So I actually am going to give this a medium popcorn and say you should go out and watch it because it's a fun movie. And I may, I will probably put it in my Christmas rotation. Okay. Ron? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Brian here. I really like uh, movies with uh, – I really like the idea of murderous Santas. Uh, you know, one of my favorite episodes of Tales from the Crypt is the one about the Santa that kills people. Uh, American Horror Story Asylum had Ian McShane as a Santa who killed people, and I love that too. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, I love Santa Claus killing people, the Santa robot on Futurama. Uh, so I'm going to give this a good medium popcorn because it's, you know, it's got all the stupid things you want. For a movie about a Santa that kills people starring a Jewish professional wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) I find it funny that the guy with the three small children thinks movies about Santa killing people are are fun. I just want to throw that out there. That makes sense to me (laughs) because how many terrible Christmas movies do you think this poor man has had to serve? I can well. This is true. I can only imagine. The bride's kids are pretty cool, but yeah, I, I, um, I, I would imagine you've seen your your share. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I, I like anything. I, I'm a fan of trash cinema. I think we've we've established that pretty clearly through the years of doing this podcast. But I, I'm for anything that if you're going to be ridiculous and you and you do it right, I, I'm with you. And if they had done it perfectly, I'd I'd go large popcorn in this. But there's a lot of screw-ups in this. It's probably the hackney budget and the fact that it was mostly thrown together by you know friends of friends of friends of Brett Ratner. And so I, 
I'm going to join you in the medium popcorn, though, and say that if you like you know stuff that pokes the fun at, at Christmas and Santa and all that, and you just want to have a good laugh, I think this is the kind of movie you watch with a group of friends, and you're just sort of you know you you're spiking the eggnog and you're just having a good time. With. I mean, this is definitely a a goofy, guilty pleasure style, but uh, not a bad one either. It's it's got some good laughs, and the best part is it's 70 minutes long. People, I mean, you're investing nothing in this. I mean, there's there's it is a short and quick uh, little film, and like I say, you'll see a lot of people that you recognize from other stuff, so it makes it worth watching for sure. So I'll, I'll go medium popcorn and say it was a fun time to be had for sure. So, guys, we are through another year of film strip. I can't believe it. Uh, from all the way from starting with Ghostbusters to, well, now we've done Santa Slay. I mean, what's next, right? I mean, we. Next year, it's Gremlins. <laughs> No promises on that, because uh, as we know, things can change in a year. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But we do have lots of fun stuff planned coming up for 2015 that we're going to be a part of. I want to throw out here for you. You know, uh, you mentioned uh, Tales from the Crypt, Ron. You and I have done that one, but we're going to go back and visit our old friend Michael Dudikoff here after the first of the year. We've got, uh, we've got a Chuck Norris film and then a Dudikoff sequel coming up for that. Oh, Canon Films. Nothing but the best. <laughs> Indeed. Right out of the gate. And we've also got one that's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm totally excited about Ron and Kurt, our friend in Canada, and I reviewed Michael Mann's crime epic, Heat. And that's going to come out right after the first of the year. One of the one of the cooler films I think we've ever reviewed and going to be one of our longer reviews, too. Looking forward to that one. And then you two and I have decided to take this bad movie thing to like a whole nother level. So um, we have put up a challenge to each other for the worst films that we can possibly think of. And the three of us reviewed The Room, the Tommy Wiseau cult classic, and then a movie that I've talked about for years is the answer to the question whenever I'm asked, what's the worst thing you've ever seen after last season? So we'll, <laughs> we're going to get those out here right at 2015. I can't wait to talk about those yes. <laughs> with you guys. We've got that Dirty Harry series hanging around out there too. Ron and I are going to review those films. Looking forward to looking at that. It's it's you know really late sixties, early seventies, all the way through the late eighties with Clint there and that character, and it'll be fun to get back into that. And then heading into the summer, we're going to do one of Ron's big ones here. The new Mad Max film is coming out, and so we're going to review the three previous ones and then get ready for the new one starring Tom Hardy. I've seen the trailers. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I could not be more pumped about about that because that trailer was just everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> well, it's it's coming up on the the schedule as well. Plus, lots of other stuff we haven't you know totally nailed all the schedule down yet. But lots of fun stuff coming up for you here on Filmstrip. Of course, you can find all of this and more at our website, continuesplaypodcast.com, and click the link of your choice for the podcast adventure you want to go down with. All of it is there. And if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. helps other people find the show. And from all of us at Continuous Play, to you and yours, have a wonderful and safe holiday season. And for Brian and Ron, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Filmstrip. Thank you for listening. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, and visit our website, continuousplaypodcast.com slash movies for more episodes. All content used or discussed in these podcast episodes is the property of its respective owners and used under the Fair Use Act, Section 504, C2, Title 17.